bringing you the latest in tax credit news. This is Tax Credit Tuesday with your host, Michael Novogratik. Hello, I'm Michael Novogratik, and this is Tax Credit Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, August 14th, 2018. We're back after last week's brief break from the podcast. And I have important news to share with you this week. But first, looking back in history, yesterday, 37 years ago, President Ronald Reagan signed into law the Economic Recovery Tax Act of 1981, often referred to as ERTA or the Kemp-Roth Tax Cut Act. It was an act that amended the Internal Revenue Code of 1954 to encourage economic growth through reductions in individual income tax rates, the expensing of depreciable property, creating incentives for small businesses, and creating tax incentives for savings. And for those interested in historic preservation, like me, of particular note, the Act created a three-tier historic tax credit. It raised the 10% credit percentage to 15% for buildings at least 30 years old, 20% for buildings at least 40 years old, and 25% for certified historic structures. So the three tiers were a 15%, 20%, and 25% credit percentage. Then, five years later, the Tax Reform Act of 1986, which created the Internal Revenue Code of 1986, replaced this three-tiered structure with the 10 and 20% credit. The 10 and 20% credit then remained in place for more than 30 years. That is, of course, until last year. The tax reform bill at the end of 2017 eliminated the 10% credit and retained the 20% credit. However, that credit is now taken radically over five years. I'll talk more in a bit about other changes made by last year's tax reform legislation. But now, let's turn to this week's podcast. I'll discuss the confirmation status of some key Treasury Department nominees, I'll have news about an oversight meeting on the Federal Housing Finance Administration, or FHFA. Also, information on proposed regulations on the depreciation deduction. And the 2018 demand. Information has been released on the demand for new market tax credit allocation authority. From there, I'll wrap up today's podcast with other industry headlines on community development and the administration of the Illinois State Historic Tax Credit. So, if you're ready... Let's get started. Let's start with general news, wherein the Senate Finance Committee recently voted to advance the nomination of two key Treasury Department nominees. More specifically, Senate Finance Committee members advanced the nomination of Jashin Musinich to be Deputy Secretary of the Treasury. The vote was 14 to 13 along party lines. President Donald Trump had nominated Musinich for the position last April. And Musinich had worked on last year's tax reform package and is currently a senior counselor to Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin. Now, if confirmed as Deputy Secretary, Musinich would oversee everything from taxes, financial regulation, trade, and economic sanctions. He would play an instrumental role, a particular note to our listeners, as Treasury implements tax reform. Now, the Senate Finance Committee also voted 25 to 2 to advance a nomination to Michael J. Desmond as, as chief counsel for the IRS and an assistant general counsel in the Treasury Department. 
President Donald Trump nominated Desmond for the position in March. Desmond is a prominent tax lawyer with prior experience as tax legislative counsel for Treasury's Office of Tax Policy. Now, if confirmed, Desmond would provide legal guidance and interpretive advice to taxpayers, the IRS, and Treasury. Now that they've been both voted out of the Senate Finance Committee, Musinich and Desmond joined nominee for IRS Commissioner Charles Reddick as all three wait for confirmation by the full Senate. Now, the Senate adjourned last Wednesday for a skinny or shortened August recess, and they'll be back in session tomorrow. And Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is expected to call for the full Senate to vote in the nominations soon. That is, as soon as he secures enough votes to be assured that they will be confirmed. I'll keep you posted in future podcast episodes on their confirmation status. Now, staying with Congressional Committee news, but going to the House from the Senate, the House Financial Services Committee announced that it's going to hold an oversight hearing. It's going to be held no later than September 27th, and it's part of its investigation into the Federal Housing Finance Administration, or FHFA, as well as investigation into Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Of note, FHFA Director Mel Watt and Fannie Mae CEO Timothy Myopoulos, are scheduled to testify. I will share more details about the hearing in future podcasts as they become available. Now let's turn to new regulations. The IRS recently published proposed regulations addressing changes to the rules around depreciation deductions. Now we at Novogratik are still assessing and evaluating these proposed regulations, but a particular note the proposed regulations clarify the statutory requirements that depreciable property must meet in order to qualify for the 100% first-year depreciation deduction on Internal Revenue Code Section 168K. As you likely know, Section 168K allows taxpayers to deduct 100% of certain qualifying property in the year the property is placed in service. Now, the definition of qualifying property was expanded in last year's Tax Act beyond new property to include used property. Also, these proposed regulations address the eligibility for 100% expensing for Section 743 basis step-ups. And those are step-ups in the context of purchases of partnership interests. Now, the IRS is inviting public comment on the proposed regulations with a due date of October 9th. If you have such comments, please email them to cpas at novoco.com. We'd love to hear the questions and comments you have on these proposed regulations. While we continue to evaluate these regulations, I would encourage you to contact a Novogratic partner near you to assess how the depreciation guidance released affects properties that you've recently placed in service or you're planning to place in service in the near future. Now, staying with new IRS guidance for the moment, and this will be brief, Treasury also recently released guidance on the Qualified Business Income Deduction. Now, this deduction was enacted as part of the tax legislation at the end of last year, and the deduction is effectively a 20% reduction in taxable income from most treasure businesses, and it's something that individual taxpayers are eligible to claim. Now, there's going to be more on this guidance in coming podcasts as we sort through the regulations, but in the meantime, please reach out to a Novogratz partner near you to discuss its effect on your business operations. 
Now, the provision has direct applications to individuals who are operating trades or businesses as a Schedule C or through partnerships and as corporations. Turning now to the new market tax credit and community development, last week we learned that 214 applicants submitted requests for $14.8 billion in new market tax allocation authority in the recent 2018 application round. Now the Treasury Department is still reviewing and evaluating those applications, but this $14.8 billion amount requested does continue a trend a slightly lower or decreasing amount of allocation authority being requested over the last four allocation rounds. Now the decrease doesn't reflect a reduction in demand for the new market tax credit. Rather, it reflects the high level of the extreme competition for the limited amount of allocation authority. The amount requested in the 2018 round is more than four times greater than the $3.5 billion allocation authority that's available. Now, applicants for the current round are headquartered in 43 states, the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico. Now, if you'd like to learn more about the current allocation round, as well as what's in store for the 2019 allocation round, I encourage you to register for the Novogratic 2018 New Markets Tax Credit Fall Conference. It's being held in New Orleans on October 18th and 19th. At the conference, we're going to have a representative from the Treasury Department who will share the latest news about the New Market Tax Credit Program. I'll share a registration link in today's show notes so you can go online and register. I'll also send out a tweet with the link. In another community development news, the Community Development Advisory Board, a board that advises the director of the City of I Fund, is going to hold a meeting next week on Thursday, August 23rd. Now, the topics of the going to include a report on CDFI fund activities, a description and discussion of priorities for fiscal year 2019, a re-examination of the CDFI certification process, as well as ways to maximize impact in persistent poverty counties. Now, I've included an email address to submit written comments in today's show notes, as well as a link to where you can watch the webcast, watch the event live via webcast. And then turning to state level news, the Illinois State Historic Tax Credit is now being overseen by the Illinois State Department of Natural Resources. Now, as noted in a prior podcast, a bill passed last month and was enacted in law in Illinois that created a new statewide historic tax credit. That credit becomes effective January 1st, 2019. Now, the state credit will be 25% credit percentage, that is, and it has a $15 million annual cap. The state already had a River Edge redevelopment credit, which was applicable to five cities. Now, both the River Edge redevelopment credit and the new statewide historic tax credit programs were previously overseen by the State Historic Preservation Agency, but now they'll be overseen by the Department of Natural Resources. And turning to the low-income housing tax credit and some long-term tax credit news, we still are hearing that the final in a three-plus part series of reports by the Government Accountability Office on the low-income housing tax credit, that that report is expected to be released in the next month or two. Stay tuned. We'll certainly talk about it in a future podcast. And regarding opportunity zones, 
and the ongoing question about the release of pending guidance, there was a bit of a news note over the weekend. Senator Tim Scott said on Sunday that additional IRS regulatory guidance is expected within the next 30 days. Now, Senator Scott led efforts to include opportunity zones in last year's enacted tax reform package, and he's been closely monitoring the opportunity zones implementation ever since. Well, that brings me to the end of this week's report. I'm happy to announce before closing that starting with our September issue, the Novogratz Journal of Tax Credits is going to have a section dedicated, a monthly section dedicated to Opportunity Zones news, analysis, and features. Now, this section is going to debut next month, featuring an exclusive interview with Senator Tim Scott. In the interview, Senator Scott discusses his goals for Opportunity Zones and why he thinks public-private partnerships are the key in bringing investment to distressed communities. You can read more about Opportunity Zones in the journal, and if you don't have a subscription to the Novogratz Journal of Tax Credits, you can subscribe at www.novoco.com journal, or simply send an email to cpas at novoco.com saying you want to subscribe. Well, that's it for now. I'm Michael Novogratik. I hope you're enjoying the rest of your summer. Thanks for listening. This weekly podcast has been brought to you by Novogratik and Company, LLP. Archived podcasts are available online at www.novaco.com forward slash podcast or by subscribing to the Tax Credit Tuesday podcast in iTunes. You can find related links referenced in this podcast in our show notes at www.novaco.com forward slash podcast. Novogratik and Company LLP is a national certified public accounting and consulting firm with offices nationwide. Learn more about our professional services at www.novaco.com.